Thanks for tuning in to the Met Church Podcast. Here at the Met, we are all about connecting people to God and one another. If you have any questions or want more information about what's happening here at the church, then head to our website at metchurch.com. We would love to stay connected with you throughout the week through social media. So be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now enjoy the message. Well, happy Mother's Day. Ladies, we're glad you are all here, and we wanna take a moment and recognize all the moms in the house. If you are a mom, would you stand and let us honor you on your special day? Ladies, would you stand? <clears throat> we are certainly appreciative of all of you. You really make our lives work. And uh, I don't know, really, I don't know where we would be without the influence of our, of our moms. And so all of us have great mom stories. Probably some of you could recall and recount some of the opportunities that you've had in life that really you credit uh, to the influence of your mother, how she shaped you, how she helped you, how she enabled you to achieve and to be the person that you are today. Uh, have, have you noticed the older you get, the smarter your mom gets? Have you found that to be true? Uh, you know, this is an incredible uh, weekend. I, I read a statistic that said there are more cards sold on this weekend than any other weekend. Does that surprise anybody? Uh, 140 million Mother's Day cards. That's a lot of cards. And I don't know if you've had this experience, fellas. Ha, ha, ladies, you would appreciate this. Uh, you ought to go by, sometimes you don't have fun, go by the day before Mother's Day to a Hallmark card shop, ladies. Either walk in the door, just sit in the car, and watch us confused men walk through the doors of that establishment. And men, what we do is we make our way around to that section that says Mother's Day cards, and we stand there and stare like we've seen our first sunrise, right? And all the men are looking at what the other men are trying to you know, decide on, and we're looking at these cards going, no, that's not quite it, that doesn't, that doesn't capture it. No, I, I don't talk that way, I wouldn't be it. And you know what happens, ladies, is one of the guys finally will make a decision. You know what the rest of us men do? We hone in on that card. All right, man, that guy looks pretty sharp. I mean, he pulled that card, what did it say? And then that thing will be gone, because we, we really were trying to do the right thing, we, we just don't always know how to, how to pull that off. You know, We wanna find the right thing. Uh, the more flowers, they say, are sold on Mother's Day than any other holiday during the year. So we really want to honor you, and we really try to do that, because moms play such an integral role in all of our lives. Someone has well said that the heart of the home is a mother. And I really do believe that. The heart of a home is a mother. And on this day, we honor our moms. Now, some of us, it's kind of a sad uh, uh, occasion because many of you, like me, have a mom who's in heaven. So we, we, we remember her and we, uh, we, we count with joy all of the incredible memories of that mother that is no longer with us. But some of you are blessed to still have your mother. And if your mother is still with you, you ought to grab that gal and hug her till she turns blue because you don't know how long you're going to be with her. Those moments soon become memories, and so we really want to try to, to honor our mother. I heard about a, a mom that was going to the grocery store with her little one, and that child was just not in the mood to go grocery shopping. Some of you moms can relate. She's pushing the cart down the, the, the aisles and the just little girl is pulling stuff off the shelves. She's screaming, she's just acting up and the mom is saying, Katie, it'll be okay. Katie, we're gonna get out of here in just a minute, Katie. 
Don't lose it. You just stay calm, Katie. And she's just, boy, talking to, uh, she's just going, and that little kid is just not responding. Finally, an older lady came over to her and said, I want to tell you, you're such a patient mom. You're such a good mom with little Katie. And the mom says, you don't understand, I'm Katie. (laughs) (laughs) I've been talking to myself. Some of you can relate to that. You just got to kind of talk to yourself. But this morning, I want to, I want to talk to you about four things you can, you can give your mother, four gifts that you can give her. Now, I know the card's great. I know the flowers are great. I know taking them out to dinner, all that's great. I, I, I know the flyover some of you guys have arranged for later today for them. That's great. There's a lot of wonderful things that you can give your mother, but there's four gifts that I want to talk to you about this morning that is what I've called the gifts that will just, that will just keep on giving. These are wonderful gifts. And if you ever wondered if this day is uh, biblical, I can tell you it certainly is. It's a biblical day that we honor our mother. In fact, look in Ephesians chapter six, and I'll show you in Ephesians chapter six, the Bible says in verse two, honor your father, and we'll talk about dad in a few weeks, honor your father and your mother. Now, you do know this is in the top 10. This is one of the 10 commandments where God says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Now, what is a promise? That it may be well with you. Now, I don't know what kind of mother you had, but I can tell you something. When I honored my mother, it went a lot better for me. Would you agree if mama ain't happy? Can you finish the last part of that? Ain't nobody happy? I don't know if that's exactly what he had in mind. But he's saying it'll go well with you. And I can tell you, if you want a little harmony in the home, uh, you, you really ought to try to keep mama happy. And if you're a kid, believe me, this is great advice. It will go well with you. And then he went on to say, and you may live long on the earth. You say, what does that mean? Not sure. He's just saying that if you honor your father and you honor your mother, things will go better and God will bless you with an extended life. You see, the role of a parent is so significant in the life of the child. Have you ever thought about your role, mom, as being so significant that you are really the first authority figure that your child will ever see? In fact, you're the first concept of God that your child will ever have. That's why there are many qualities of a mother that are very godlike. In fact, the Bible refers oftentimes to God in his care for his own as being like a mother as she cares for her own. Uh, Matthew chapter 23, verse 37, the Bible says God is a provider. And listen to how he describes uh, the way he provides. How often would I have longed to gather your children together, and listen to this, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings but you were not willing. God is saying, I'm a provider. Just as that mama hen wants to gather those little babies under her wings and protect them, God said, that's how I wanna protect you. So when he's thinking about how God protects us, he said it's a lot like a hen protecting her baby chicks. And then he says, not only is mom a provider, but again, she's a protector. Look at Hosea chapter 13, verse eight. Listen to this, like a bear robbed of her cubs. You've heard mama bear, right? Well, that's biblical. You know that, ladies? That's biblical. You can call yourself a mama bear and actually point to Hosea 13, 8, like a bear robbed of her cubs. And listen to this. This, He goes Old Testament on them now. I will attack them, rip them open. Like a lion, I will devour them. And like a wild animal, I'll tear them apart. Some of you ladies can relate to that. You get between mama and one of her babies, brace yourself. 
you are in serious trouble. <laughs> and God is saying, just as a mama bear takes care of her cubs, just as that hen takes care of her little chicks, that's how I want to take care of you as my children. So God is often referred to a mom. One of the characteristics about God that's like a mom is God has omniscience, omniscience. Omni, uh, it means everywhere, science to know. Omniscience is, is the ability to know all things. God has the ability to know all things. I think a mother has that ability. I call it momniscience. Did you grow up with a mother that seemed to know a lot more about you than what she should have known about you? Who you were hanging with, what you did the night before? I mean, when I'd meet with some of my friends back when I was younger and a lot stupider, I, would, uh, I thought I was gonna go to a buck out at Cowbell back in the day. And uh, I was about 16, and my mom didn't want me doing that. She said, you're not gonna be uh, riding bulls, you're not gonna do that. And you look at me now, you see, oh, they ought to ride me, right? But at one point in my life, I was much smaller and skinnier. Believe me, use your imagination, you can almost see it. And so my mom wouldn't let me do it, and so what we would do is I'd, my buddies would be coming, I'd put shorts on and a shirt and tennis shoes, and I'd throw my rigging bag out the window. <laughs> then I'd go around to the, I'd go around to the uh, shrubs and collect it, then I'd change on the way to the buck out, and then I'd ride. And then I remember getting hurt one time, and I hurt, I think I fractured a wrist or something. So I'm coming to the house, and my mom meets me at the door. I'm back in my shorts, right? I'm not stupid. So I've, I changed out of that gear, and she looked me right in the face, and she said, you've been riding bulls that buck out, hadn't you? How in the world she knew that in that moment? I said, no. <laughs> Why would you think such a thing? <laughs> Now she says, you're lying to me now, aren't you? And all my life, my mother had told us kids, she said, a mother has the ability to tell when her kids are lying. And, and then here's what she said. She said, you have little hammers in your eyes that only a mother can see. And when you're lying to your mother, those little hammers are just moving and a only a mother can see. And I, remember, I remember I was staring in the mirror, lying to myself. You're smart, you're handsome, and doggone it, people like you. You know, trying to get those hammers going. Never understood. And then as I got older, I realized, and I told her one time, I said, Mother, you lied to me to get me to tell you the truth. There were no hammers in my eyes. That was a lie. She said, well, a mother does what a mother has to do. <laughs> Omniscience. And then, and then you have God has, uh, he's omnipotent, meaning he's all-powerful. Man, you remember as a kid, there's nothing your mother couldn't do. I mean, I'm telling you, when mama would, 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 I don't know if you had this experience, but when you go into church, my mom would check us over. Like, like look at our ears and see, I don't know why. Anybody ever check your ears when you went to church? Oh, it'd been dirt behind that ear. And if she saw something, did you ever have this experience? She would take a, a, a handkerchief of some sort, spit on that thing, and... Yeah, and then rub you down at whatever she thinks she's seeing. And what I learned about Mama Spit would take rust off a bumper. There was nothing, <laughs> nothing more powerful than, than, than that. And really, when you think about it, there was, wasn't much she couldn't do. You'd bring her your problems. You'd bring her your issues. Mom always seemed to have an answer. She was omnipotent. Uh, she was omniscient. And then you had this experience. Um, God is omnipresent meaning he can be anywhere. Have you discovered that your mother could just show up anywhere at any moment? 
Some of you have stories like that, that mom was just, she was there. How in the world did she know you were there, but she was there too? So these are, I'm just saying, these are qualities that a mother has that are a lot like God. So what are we on a day where we are to honor our moms? What are we to give them? What, what are gifts appropriate for our mom? Number one, the first thing you could give your mother is the life, the life that you live. Do you realize that one of the ways whereby you honor your mother is how you live your life? The, the, the Bible teaches this principle in Proverbs. It talks over and over about a child. It talks about a, a wise child, and it talks about a foolish child. So there are periods of time you and I go through in life where we do foolish things, we're not wise, and I think at the end of the day, we're either wise or otherwise. <laughs> and the way whereby we can honor our mom is by the life we live, by, by, by the wisdom that we embrace. Wisdom is different than knowledge. Knowledge is knowing what to do. Wisdom is knowing when to do what to do. Wisdom is what we'd say in Texas, horse sense. Uh, it has nothing to do with knowledge. You can have more degrees than a thermometer and don't know when to get out of the rain. <laughs> I know some people that are highly intelligent that have no wisdom. So wisdom is that thing that God gives you, the ability to make good decisions, to have good discernment, and that is a way whereby you honor your mom, is you honor her by the life you live. Listen to Proverbs 10, verse one. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is sorrow to his mother. So when we're not walking in wisdom, it becomes a sorrow to our mother's heart. Listen to Proverbs 15, verse five. It is foolish to ignore what your parents taught you. It is wise to accept their correction. So Solomon is saying, man, if you wanna live a life of wisdom, try to learn from the things that your parents instilled in you. Learn from the principles that they taught you. Proverbs 19, 26. The one who mistreats his father and chases away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. So it's very clear, and I've just pulled a few of these Proverbs, but it's very clear if you read the Proverbs that the life of a child can bless or burden the life of the parent. And one of the ways whereby we can absolutely honor our mother is in the life that we lead. Now the Bible uses two words to describe how we live our life when it comes to our mother. Number one, he talks about obedience. Uh, Ephesians 6 verse one, children, Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Now, obedience is something that happens when you're under her roof, when you're under her care, before you go out on your own. You have a responsibility before God to obey your parents. I believe, I believe this so strongly that I don't think a child can be right with God and wrong with their parents. I think God carries that with that much weight so a wise child is a child that listens obediently to the voice of their mother, and they honor their mother through obedience. So obedience is something that we give to our mothers while we are under their roof. And then when we're out from under their roof and we're on our own, it's not obedience as much as it now is truly honor. Now what's the difference? Honor is you give weight to them, that you weigh their word heavier than anyone else's word. If your mother has an opinion, that means you listen to her opinion, whether you agree with it or not, you show her the respect that you listen to her opinion because she knows you probably better than you know you. And your mother does have your best interest in heart. 
So you weigh the word of your mother heavier than you would anyone else, more than a friend, more than a family member. If mom weighs in, now I'm gonna listen to what my mom has to say better than I would listen to anyone else. By the way, she'll have more insight, guys, than the girls you're gonna date. (laughs) Girls, she'll have insight into the guys you're gonna date. And you're a wise person to listen to the voice of your mother. So the Bible says the life we live should be a life of obedience and should be a life of of honor. A beautiful verse is in 3 John 1, 4, where the Bible says, I have no greater joy than to know that my children are walking in the truth. Now that's a beautiful uh, 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 application, where I'm going with it, of a mother toward her children. The application of that verse could be taken as a mother saying, it is such a blessing to me to see my kids walking in God's truth. So gift number one, the life you lead. Gift number two, gift number two is the load that you lift. It is possible to lift a burden from the shoulders of your mom. I would encourage you to think about ways to make her burden lighter. Now, it's not possible, ladies, and you know this, it's not possible to live your life without a burden. You're always gonna have the burden of your children. When they're grown, you're still gonna carry the burden of your children. When they uh, have their own children, you're gonna carry that burden. It is a burden you carry for a lifetime because that burden is attached to your love for them and your concern for them. But I'm just suggesting to you that even though it is not possible for a mother or a grandmother to live life free of the burdens of her children, it is possible for her children and grandchildren to find ways to make the burden lighter. A lot of women's studies have identified the burdens of a mother and they call them this, they call them kins keeping. Kins keeping, have you ever heard that term? Kins keeping. It is the idea that a mom more than a dad has a burden of keeping the family connected and keeping the family emotionally supported. That is a burden that a mother has that dads often don't even have the ability to relate to. Moms carry a mental burden for her kids, uh, a physical burden for their kids. Uh, They're they're concerned about their well-being. They're concerned about their emotional health. And, And let me just stop here long enough parenthetically to say this about moms, because that's true, or say this to moms, because that's true, moms, you gotta watch the gauges of your life. You have to watch those gauges. Remember, you are emotional, you're physical, you're spiritual and you're a limited resource. So it's important that you watch the gauges of your life because you carry burdens and you're concerned about those little boogers. And you have to be careful uh, in your daily life that you're not burning that tank so low that you are eventually running on empty. You have to be replenished. That's why it doesn't uh, hurt to have some time that you take time for yourself and you just are replenished. I was talking to one of the moms this morning and she said the best Mother's Day I could have is to be away from all my family. (laughs) That's the best gift they give, stay away. (laughs) Just give me some me time, I just need some quiet time. I get that, doesn't mean she doesn't love her kids, doesn't mean she doesn't love her spouse, just means that that's how she replenishes herself. And once you understand that about you, because you carry these physical and because you carry these mental burdens for your children, it's important that you understand you need to be replenished. Here's why, ladies. You cannot ultimately give what you do not have any more than you can come from where you've not been. You have to replenish yourself emotionally, physically, 
and spiritually so you have something left to give to your family. Uh, in the, in the uh, uh, publication Sociological Review, it notes the responsibility of anticipating needs, identifying options for filling those needs, making decisions, and monitoring progress is a constant burden of a mother. So when you understand the role and the significance and the importance and the God-ordained responsibility of a mother, how important it is for us, the kids, to find ways to lift their burdens and to make them lighter. Some of the times, some of the ways you lift the burdens is by the words you speak. Some of the ways you lift their burdens is by the responsibilities you accept. There's a lot of ways whereby you can lift the burden and make mom's job a lot easier. So that's gift two. Here's gift three, by the lessons you learn. By the lessons that you learn. Moms are constantly teaching. Proverbs 6.20, do not forsake the teaching of your mother. I mean, Proverbs is saying your mom is constantly trying to teach you. Mom is trying to prepare you for life outside the home. Mom is trying to prepare you for life outside of her care, where you'll no longer have the responsibility of obedience, though you carry the obligation of honor. And she's preparing you for that day. In fact, we all point to this great illustration of this type of mother in Proverbs 31. Remember that mom in Proverbs 31, it describes as an incredible lady. And when you look and you break apart the teachings of this mother to her children, most of you ladies in the room can relate. The one of the things in verse three of Proverbs 31, she taught her kids to establish good priorities. Establish good priorities, make good choices. In other words, the, the, the choices that we make are not always between good and bad. Now, when they're young, that, that's a big choice. You wanna teach them the difference between good and bad. But as they get older, most kids understand how to choose between good and bad. So the big lesson that mom will have to teach as the kids go low, get older is not necessarily between that which is good and that which is bad, but that's which is good and that which is best. What is good for me and what is best for me? Who is good for me and who is best for me? And one of the ways that this wise woman in Proverbs 30, 31 raised her children is that she raised her children to embrace and establish the right priorities. Pick the right kinds of friends, hang out with the right people. Uh, that old adage, birds of a feather flock together, so true. It's not in the Bible, but the principle's there. You really do become like who you run with. Uh, association begets assimilation, and you really will. That's why it's important as a child, if they have a bad, if your mom has a bad read on who you're hanging with, there are grown-ups in this room who would tell you that one of the bad decisions they made early in life was choosing the wrong set of friends and hanging with people that took them down bad roads. So when your mother has discernment on who you're hanging with, you need to listen to her because the lessons you're learning from that alone will impact and influence your life. So establish right priorities. Then you read Proverbs uh, 31, get down to verses four and seven. She talked about choosing right paths. In other words, choose the right path. Which direction are you wanting to go with your life? Now, sometimes a child doesn't always know that. You know, when they're little, they're, they're going through, what do they call that, the Machiavellian uh, stage of development, when they wanna be a, a fireman or an astronaut or a, you know, they're, they're, it's always fun to, to see them. I see them out in the lobby, these little boogers. They're trying to figure out what they're gonna be. Well, that's part of their little development stage. Remember, I heard that lady and she was worried about her child because his child was exaggerating everything. 
And so she got so concerned about her child exaggerating everything, she made an appointment with a school counselor. And she goes, I just, I would think by now, he wouldn't be exaggerating like this, but he just exaggerates everything. And the counselor said, well, go along with me. I've got an idea. You come see me tomorrow. They set the appointment. The appointment was set. The lady gets there with her child and the counselor's late. In fact, she's about 20, 25 minutes late to the appointment. So when she gets there, she's a little out of breath. She goes, I'm so sorry that I'm running late. You're not gonna believe what happened to me. She said, why, what happened? She said, I was driving in for work and all of a sudden, this 800 pound gorilla jumps out of a tree onto the hood of my car and I swerved to the side of the road and this gorilla's jumping up and down on the car and all of a sudden, I was terrified and out of nowhere came a chihuahua. And this chihuahua came and jumped on the hood of my car and bit the gorilla and chased the gorilla off. And she goes, so that's why I'm late. And the little boy just sat there, looked at her, totally expressionless, just totally, you know. And she goes, do you believe what I just said? He goes, yeah. She goes, how do you believe what I just said? Because he said, that was my dog. <laughs> well, some of the paths you take in life are, are, are attributed to the teaching and the lessons of a mother. And then when you read down in Proverbs 31, down verses eight and nine, she teaches you to stand for the right philosophy. Just take a stand for the right philosophy. To do what's right. Even when everyone else is going a different direction, you do the right thing. You stand for what is right. You stand for righteousness. And you stand for biblical principle. You, you go against the grain. I mean, the Bible is saying that a wise mother will teach their children to take good paths, to make great choices, and stand up for the right things. And then he talks about in Proverbs 31, uh, verse 10, he, he'll, he said this wise mom uh, helps you find the right partner, <laughs> the, the right spouse. In fact, in Proverbs, it says this concerning a, a guy looking for a girl or, or a wife. It says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. Isn't that interesting? He didn't say he who finds a woman <laughs> finds a good thing, but he who finds a wife. Well, what do I mean by that? Not every man is capable of being a good husband. Not every woman is capable of being a good wife. So the wisdom of Proverbs is simply saying, find a man who will be a good husband, not just a man. It doesn't matter what he looks like. Find a woman that'll make a good wife. Doesn't matter what she looks like. I've told you before, she may be hot, but hell's hot, and you don't want to go there either. <laughs> There's more to it than that. So you find someone who has this type of character. That's what you're looking for. You get past their agent. <laughs> That's who you're dating when you first date them is their agent. And you get to know the real them. And your mother can help you in, 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 in deciding and help you in discerning because she'll have insight in that. And the wise mother is teaching the kids how to make these kinds of calls. Here's the last one. It involves the love that you lavish. The love that you lavish. Shakespeare said, how sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. Sharper than a serpent's tooth than to have a thankless child. Man, instead of giving mom attitude, <laughs> give her some gratitude. Find way. You know what happens when you appreciate your mom? You appreciate anything, you add to its value. Just by definition of the word, it appreciates. Meaning that when you tell her you love her, you hug her, you say, well, we're not a hugging family. Well, break that, break that thing. Cindy's family, her mom wasn't a big hugger. 
And man, when I started dating that girl, I, she gave me the stiff thing at first, you know. Benny Jean got, I'm not comfortable with this, I don't want to be touched. I said, come here. <laughs> you get yourself over here. I gave old Benny Jean a big old, you know what? She became, she, she hugged me. I mean, she, you know what I'm saying? I mean, there's something about expressing love to someone. There's a warmth there. There's a love there. And believe it or not, people need that interaction. The Bible says none of us live to ourselves. None of us die to ourselves. Sometimes the best thing you can give your mother is just walk up and just give her a big hug. You say, mother, I just want to tell you I love you, how much you mean to me. I mean, my dad was a great influence in my life. I'll talk about dads in a few weeks. But really, I'm doing what I do with the attitude that I have more with the influence of my mom even than the influence of my dad. Uh, my mom really shaped us kids. My dad was on the road a lot. He was an evangelist as well as a pastor. And at the prime of his life, he probably did 150 dates a year. He was gone that much. Some of you travel in your work, and you can appreciate that. But what my mom did is she really shaped the attitude of us kids toward our, toward our father. When I would get upset with him over something, she'd go, I'm gonna hear that, that's your dad, you don't criticize your dad to me. Now, I know they had their issues because my sister found there's a vent in the bathroom that connected to the den. And when they sent us out of the room, if you stood on the sink with your ear close to that return vent, it's amazing what you could hear. In fact, at my mother's memorial service, I told the story after she and my dad split up, uh, I told the story of my mom. My mom one time, she's in the nursing home, and she had, she, she had Alzheimer's, and this is when we were right at the beginning stages of it. So my brother and I were seeing her, and we were sitting there with her, and she looked at me so serious, and she says, you know what, honey? I said, yeah, mom. She goes, I've been thinking about this. I said, all right, I'm thinking I'm about to hear something really profound, and I did. She said, you know, honey, if I'd killed your daddy when I thought about it, I'd be out of prison by now. <laughs> <laughs> so, mother, you've thought about that a lot. <laughs> and don't criticize her. I mean, they asked Ruth Graham one time, do you ever think about divorcing Billy Graham? And she said, divorce, no, murder, yes. <laughs> so we've all been there. But I'm saying my mom, my mom shaped so much of my, my attitude, her example in the house. Um, she'd get on to me a lot of times, not for what I did, but for lying about what I did. She'd say, honey, I know you're gonna make mistakes, just don't lie to me. She'd tell us kids all the time, she said, look, I love you, but I want other people to like you. So you're gonna act a certain way when we're in public. You're not gonna act out in the grocery store because when you do, I'm gonna get you alone and you're gonna regret acting out. So after, after she calls your bluff a couple of times, really changes how you act in these certain spaces. But my point is, I tried to, and my brother and sister, every time we were with our mother, before we left her, we hugged her, and we told her how much we loved her. And you know what? We were with her in the last moments of her life, and I'm so grateful that my mom left this life so loved by her kids. I hope looking back, we were able to lift the load that she carried. But one of the greatest gifts I can tell you you can give your mother is this love that you lavish. My kids certainly love Cindy Jean. And I can tell you there's not a better mom that I ever witnessed than the mother of my children. 
She'd write scriptures on the mirror sometimes when they were facing a test. And as they were getting up in the morning and over ready for school, she had taken a marker and she'd write a verse and say, you're gonna be okay. Pray this prayer today. And she'd write a verse on that board. I didn't think about it. I thought they'd be all right. If they fail, they'll take another test. <laughs> you know, I, I thought I was in the top four of my class, you know, D, that's not bad, D. You know, there was, what was it, cum laude and summa cum laude. I graduated, thank the laude. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a total grasp on all that, but Cindy did. Such a good mama. Prayed for them. She started praying for their spouses when they were little. I didn't think to do that. <laughs> I thought, ah, you know, what's worse going to happen? <laughs> she, are you picking up on it? She was the spiritual two of the, you know, the spiritual one in our home. And, uh, but no, she prayed for their spouses, and boy, God answered that prayer in, in, in a huge way with the, with the people that God blessed our, our kids with, with Whitney and Rick. And I'm just saying, when I look back, it, guys, it goes so fast. It go, doesn't, it, doesn't it go fast? Somebody said the days are long, but the years are short. And I can tell you, honoring her is a different, I honor her in a different way. Don't gripe about going to the card shop. Go ahead, if that makes her day, buy her a card. Don't gripe about the flowers, because one day you'll buy flowers, but you'll put them somewhere where you, you'd rather put them in their hands than on their grave. But while you have the opportunity, show your love to them. Hug them, tell them you love them. In this, you not only bless them, but you honor your Savior. Happy Mother's Day, ladies. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity we have to look at principles from your word that enable us to be better people, to be better kids, to be better grandkids. Help us to realize in honoring our mom, we're honoring you. And that this is really not something we just should do on one day of the year. This is something we should embrace every day of the year to honor our mother and father. And then finally, Lord, I pray if there's someone in the room that's never trusted you as Savior, that this might be the moment when they swallow their pride and they say, Lord Jesus, right where I am, with all that I know about me, I trust all that I know about you. Come into my heart, forgive my sin, and I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please contact us by visiting metchurch.com so that we can follow up with you this week. We look forward to seeing you next week.